Live from Boca Raton, welcome back to the Global Tehillim and Chizik Daily Call. On behalf of the OU, this is Naftali Herman. It's great to be back with everyone. Thank you so much for joining the program, for making it a part of your day on Yom Hamishi, 13th day of the month of ER. Today is the 28th day of the Omer. This week's Torah Parshan is Emor. Tomorrow is Pesach Sheni. Thank you to all of our incredible and generous sponsors for their continued support and whose names are prominently listed in the OU Daily email. To sponsor upcoming programs, please visit OU.org forward slash call. Please note the deadline to submit a dedication for Monday's program is today at 5 p.m. Eastern. On behalf of the OU, it is my distinct honor to welcome back to the Daily Call and introduce Rabbi Ayer Eben of Congregation Oav Shalom in Merrick, New York, to share Divrei Chizik, which will be immediately followed by Rabbi Eben slowly reciting our daily four chapters of Tehillim, Parashat, Chas Gimel, Kuzchat Aleph, and Kuzlamid, which are chapters 20, 23, 121, and 130. will be followed by the Mishaberach HaCholim with a sizable pause to insert the names of those whom we are dominating for, and Rabbi Eben will conclude with a recitation of Achinu. Amongst Ochale Yisrael, please continue to keep the following four children whose names are listed in the daily email. In your Tfilos, Rafael Chaim, Ben Sima Rezel, Chaim Lev, Ben Ora Yael, Eitan Moshe Chaim, Ben Esther, and Rafael Nisan, Ben Gabriela Esther. Always appreciative of Rabbi Evan for stepping up whenever we need him. Grateful to have him back on the program. Bechavod, with great honor, Rabbi Evan. So thank you so much, Rabbi Herman, for this opportunity. I am always appreciative of these calls, even if they're at the 11th hour, but they're always meaningful and a wonderful opportunity to um, to speak to the OEA Debrace's call. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um, a funny conversation that I had with my 12-year-old son. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I, I have a shul in Merrick, Long Island, um, and the Manorot Shul. Everyone's welcome. You're all invited to come. Uh, and uh, a couple of weeks ago, I actually was away for Shabbat. We had a simple in our family, and I was in uh, Shul in the Five Towns. And my son uh, noticed that the machitza in the Shul in the Five Towns was significantly higher uh, and than the machitza that we have in our Shul at Olav Shalom and Merrick. And so uh, I asked him, I said, why do you think that Olav Shalom has a machitza like we do? And so my son Isaac said, well, maybe, maybe they started building it, and then they ran out of money. Uh, and so, so the truth is, if anybody who runs a shul knows that's a distinct possibility, um, I, I thought it was an important lesson because I, I wanted to share this with my son and I shared it with, I'll share it with you as well, um, that you shouldn't necessarily judge a shul or a person by when they're a lenient in some way because what we might be missing is not just to be done the cost to give the benefit of the doubt, but also might perhaps be missing that they are actually being stricter in another way. That's what I want to talk about today. And this week's Parsha is Parsha Emar. We're going to read in a couple of days. Parsha Emar is really a continuation of Parsha Kedoshim. It's the mitzvah of being Kodesh, of being holy. In Parsha Emar, we have the distinction of, of making the Kohanim holy. And in Parsha Kedoshim, we have that the entire nation is supposed to be holy. And the Torah begins with this idea of Kedoshim Kihu. You should be holy. Ki Kedosh Ani Hashem. Because I am holy. And the question is, is that what exactly does that mean? How does, the, how does one fulfill a mitzvah of being holy? And the Ramban Nachmani has a very famous answer. He says, the mandate of Kedoshim Tiyu is to live a life uh, of holiness and not what he refers to as the Naval Bershut HaTorah, 
to be discussing within the permission, within the framework of the Torah. That's how it's loosely translated. You see, the Torah, says the Ramban, gives us instructions, uh, follow 613 um, mitzvot, and these mitzvot are there are ways that we can be good people, but somehow, you, in order to live a life of kodesh, of holiness, you actually have to go beyond that. For example, the Torah says to, that we're required to eat kosher. It says the Ramban, so one could be eating kosher, but be a complete glutton at the Kiddush or, and, and eat, or, or anywhere and overeat. We have an obligation to take care of ourselves and be healthy. The Torah tells us not to steal, and one could be completely honest, but at the same time, one could be very cheap and not be kind with money. The Torah tells us that we are supposed to love our neighbor like ourselves, but it doesn't necessarily tell us to be kind and go that extra mile. This is based on a teaching of Rabbi Aaron Lichtenstein. He used this idea from the Ramban. The Chetanic Lebracha, Rabbi Lichtenstein, said that he talked about an idea of an article that he wrote in 1975 asking the question, does Jewish, Jewish tradition recognize an ethic independent of halacha? That it's, uh, that we, we beyond halacha, you can follow the 613 commandments, but really to, there's an ethic goes beyond that. That to be holy means to be held to a higher standard. I'll give you examples. This word kedusha, we have the phrase artsenu hakedusha, the holy land, right? So the holy land cannot be like any other land. And so it's always held to a higher standard of ethic. And if there's anything that our last 75 years of, of having our homeland and the miracle of the modern state of Israel, having it back, we know that it's always been held to a higher standard. To be an Am Kadosh, to be a holy people, people there's an expectation uh, that we have to act a certain way. We answer to a higher authority. And that it, that's always highlighted. If we ever did anything wrong, it'll be on the front page of the newspaper. And to be a holy person, to be Kodesh, means for looking for opportunities to do good. And we have this idea that, of course, if you follow the Torah, you'll be a good person. But the Rashbam actually points this out. He discusses this in the mitzvot of Oto Vespano, the prohibition of that you're not allowed to kill the mother and the child uh, of the cow on the same day, or that you can't cook a goat in its mother's milk, taking that literally, and it's actually supposed to teach us about not being cruel. And when it says being cruel, says the Rashbam, it's not talking about the animal. I'm not, it's not about being cruel or not being cruel to the animal. The animal doesn't know. The animals are dead. But what it is is, is that by killing a, a, mo- a, a, a mother, a, a cow, and a calf on the same day, it's actually a cruel thing that has an imprint on my neshama, on my soul. And so when, says the Rashbam, when you do cruel things, you become cruel. And that is counter to what the purpose of all mitzvot are. The purpose of every mitzvah, it says the Rashbam, is to help us become better people, to perfect ourselves. And if we, that doesn't, if that, that's not the result, then we miss the whole boat, we miss the whole picture. There are two phrases in the Torah, and Rabbi Lichtenstein talks about this in an article, that refer to the idea, this idea. One is Ketoshin Tiyu, and the other is, as it says in Sefer Devarim, Vasita et Yashar Vesatov, that you should be good and do what's good and what is right. And this is actually answering that we're supposed to go to a higher ethic beyond what the mitzvah is. I'll give you examples, right? So we're, we have an ethic, we have a, a responsibility to volunteer. But that is a normal thing. Your, your responsibility to do what you would need to do to help people out. And you help out with your family, you help out with your neighborhood. But is there an ethic about going beyond that? And obviously, there's an, if a Jew needs help, you help them. But even beyond that, is there a sense of sensitivity even to non-Jews? Because 
That's what, that goes beyond the law. How do we speak to people? We have all these laws about, we're not allowed to talk about Shabhara, we're not allowed to embarrass anybody. But how we speak to people, what we speak about, how we include people in our conversations, in our circles, when we go out of our comfort zone to make sure that people who are not in our social circles are included, that is beyond the law. When you're at a, a Kiddush, Shabbos Kiddush, somehow it always ends up in Kiddush. If you're at a Kiddush and you help clean up just a little bit, even though you're not required to, it's a sensitivity to the people around you. When you're at the checkout line in the supermarket and you speak to the person who's checking you out, or these are people who are often just people, people don't notice, uh, then that, that is an extra sensitivity. There's a famous story. Um, that I remember learning years ago about a, 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 a nursing school, that the, there was a group of nurses that finished schooling, and they had one final exit exam. And the final exit exam turned out to be one question, which was, name the name, what are the names of the orderlies and the custodians? And if you answer that question, you passed, and otherwise you failed. And the idea was very simple, is that in order to have the job, the responsibility of being a nurse and caring for patients and people, you have to have an extra sensitivity, an extra awareness to make sure that everybody feels special. That is the definition, I think, of Kedusha. And so when we go back to the example that I started with, with the Mechitza, and I said everybody follows their opinion, but there are different opinions in regards to the laws of Mechitza. And so if, let's say, a congregation of Shalom, in America and Island, the greatest show on earth, a congregation of Shalom, follows within the framework of the law, which my predecessor, Rabbi Jerry Wolberg, followed, and followed Rabbi Soloveitchik's opinion, it is not that he's following the most lenient opinion, and therefore he's being lenient, but he's actually being machner, being strict, on making sure that within the frameworks of the law, that everybody, including all of the women, have uh, the, the, uh, the opportunity to feel a part of the service. It's an extra sensitivity that everybody should feel a sense within the framework of halacha, that they're part, very much part and very much important, that they can see things, they can participate as much as possible. That is about being taking the law, following the framework, and having an extra sensitivity. Rabbi, Rabbi Wahlberg used to say that at Olaf Shalom, we are actually religious fanatics when it comes to these things, to so an extra sense of sensitivity and to living the life of Kedusha. So maybe these are things that we should just be thinking about as well. Again, everybody has their standards, everybody follows the, the framework of halacha, but at the same time, we have to always be aware that something's actually going on behind the scenes. When someone, perhaps, you say, why are they being lenient there? The answer is, is they're probably being more sensitive and strict on this special mitzvah known as Kedoshim Tiyu. Thank you for the opportunity to teach, and of course, we'll take the opportunity now to, to say some to Hillam. Um, I'll begin with Parak Chaf. Parak Chaf. David. Yamcha Adonai B'yonsera is a Gevcha Shem Elohei Yaakov. Yishvach Ezrecha Mikodesh Umetzion Yisadeka. Yizkar Kolmin Chotecha Bo'olatcha Yidash Nesela. Yitain Kavolecha Bechola Tzadcha Yimalei. Yimano Mishuatecha V'Shem Elohino Nigo. Yimalei Adonai Kol Mishalotecha. Ati Yadati Kiroshino Memeshicho. Yimano Mishuatecha V'Shem Elohino Nigo. Eila Berecha Ve'ila B'System. Yimano Mishim Adonai Elohino Nazgir. Yimano Karu Nafalo 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 המלך ינינו ביום קרינו. חב גימור. מזמר לדוד. אדוני רואי לא עשו. בנותיה של יעביטני על נאמנוחות ינעלני. נאף שישאו ומאחד במגלי סדק למען שמו. גם כי אין לך לגייצר מוות לא יברא כי אתה עמדי. שפתחו משנתך הימה ינחלוני. טרח לפני שולחן נגד ברעי. ושנת בשמן ראשי כל סביבה היה. 
and finally, Kuflamid. Sorry, I cut you off there a second early. My apologies. To find out more about Rabbi Eben and his wonderful community, please visit ohav.org. That's O-H-A-V dot O-R-G for more information about his wonderful shul and community. And we certainly look forward to having all Rabbi Eben back on the program. Please God in the near future. We hope and pray that all of our collective efforts for safety, strength, and a refuah for all those in need will be answered. Latova for good. Please join us again for our next scheduled program on Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern. With hearts full of faith, stay strong, hopeful, and optimistic. Wishing everyone a wonderful, healthy, and safe day. Shabbat Shalom.